Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back to Upfront. I'm Rachel O'Sullivan. England are Arnold Clark Cup champions once more, and they saved the best till last with a 6-1 win over Belgium last night. We'll look back on the tournament, what we've learned about the Lionesses, and after making 18 changes across the three games, what exactly Serena Wiegmann has learnt. Plus, a storm is brewing on the other side of the Atlantic, and she's called Mallory Swanson. We'll look at who the other World Cup favourites are with five months to go. So, there is no Chloe on the Chloe Rowe show today. It is just the Rowe show. Um, and if you've all managed to keep up with that, well done. Uh, I'm flying solo today, but, which is a shame because Chloe's going to be very sad to miss you. We have uh, brought in, I'm not biased, uh, someone who knows England very, very well. So a good person to do this show with. And yes, the other half of Girls in the Ball, the other half of me, Sophie Downey, welcome. Thank you for having me. Uh, yeah, Chloe's going to be sad, isn't she? You guys have become pals, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, we've become besties. Yeah, they were off at Stamford Bridge at the Champions League um, in, just before Christmas, so uh, left me out. We're not going to bring that up on the pod. Um, not awkward at all. Um, yeah, you don't fit into Chloe Rose, so that doesn't really work. So at least I've got Chloe on that front. Um, we have been to every Arnold Clark Cup game again. We have. We've become Arnold Clark Cup experts at this stage, have we? Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, I've done all six games of the tournament. Well, Six games of this tournament and six games of the last tournament. So right, we know it like the back of our hands. So you're a good person to to bring in for this, and I think a good person to speak on England too. You have you know seen a lot of these players develop right from the youth stages. You love going and watching um, the youth set up and seeing uh, the bright young stars up and coming. So a good person to talk on on England, I think. I think it's probably my specialty. So. <laughs> if they were to do mastermind, this would be. I'd probably pick this stuff. Okay, this yes. would be your specialist subject. Well, uh, last night England beat Belgium, as we said in the intro, 6-1, which was quite a drubbing. Um, They followed Italy and South Korea, who played out a 2-1 game, Italy winning that one 2-1 in the 
torrential rain. I just want to get that across because I don't feel like I get enough sympathy for the amount of rain I sit through. You were up in the nice dry press box. I give you lots of sympathy. Well, I don't know, can you do it? Maybe you can blame it on the signal at the stadium last yeah. night, but I don't feel like I got enough sympathy for the, the torrential downpour I was in. You did get an injury time goal, though, so a bit of excitement. Yeah, it was the other end of the pitch, so uh, <laughs> that wasn't brilliant. But we did then get to follow that up with England against Belgium. It was an all-to-play for match. A result for England, they would win it. If Belgium won, they would win the Arnold Clark Cup. So quite an exciting game. Um, and England, yeah, six goals. Yeah, it was pretty emphatic, I think, from England. Um, they will be gutted that they let that, that goal in from Donton at the 91st minute, I think it was. Um, but you can't really criticise them too much. I think Serena Beekman named her strongest lineup available, despite having said beforehand that she doesn't know her strongest lineup. I think we all know what it is, pretty much. Um, so she had the strongest one that was probably closest to what we'll see in the World Cup in the summer. And they came out on a mission. And the first half was maybe a little bit bitty, but they were on top. They were dominant. Um, they found the spaces. You know, at times, Belgium had 11 players behind the ball. They were having such a low block. Um, and it just took them a bit of time to, to figure out how to, to find chances and be creative within that. Um, but, you know, once they started scoring, they just didn't stop. It's one thing I feel like we've got, we see more of from this England team is patience. And that's probably something Serena has drummed into them is you know in the past maybe when we've seen them come up against a low block like that they they tend to get a little bit more frustrated and and I felt like in that first half they weren't going 100% they were kind of sitting back sussing Belgium out they were pressing they were picking their moments they were pressing not all the time they sat back a little bit and gave Belgium some room sometimes but when they did press it was really effective and dangerous yeah exactly and I mean you'll remember days where we were in Bosnia or um you know, somewhere where they do play low blocks all the time and we would be waiting and waiting and waiting and, you know, maybe in the 89th minute someone would pop up with a goal, but it was a pretty hard slog. And you don't ever feel that with England these days, you know, they'll come up against different styles of play, different kind of defences. They'll take the time about it, but they will always break the people down. And I think we've seen it, especially in this tournament, the second, the ability to turn it on in the second half and go through the gears um, is quite amazing to see. England's third trophy in 12 months. Leah Williamson is getting lots of practice in. She must be getting pretty used to it now at this stage. Um, you said something last night when we were driving home and that was, I really enjoy watching this England team. <laughs> I do. I mean, it sounds really weird as an English person to say that because we have been brought up on years of of disappointment and, and stress and, you know, whether you can get to a game and... You always feel you could win it, but then it just doesn't ever turn out quite like you planned. And honestly, I get so relaxed watching England at the moment. I just, the way that they go about the game, the way that they play football, the way that I believe they have all of the puzzle pieces they need on, on the bench to fix anything that goes wrong in, in the first half or throughout the game um, is just a really enjoyable experience. And they play some beautiful football at the same time. So I think our listeners can appreciate that as football fans you know whether it's your club team or watching your international team that kind of roller coaster of emotions throughout the years and you know you, you may go through many years of hurt when things aren't clicking or then you might have a season or a couple of seasons where you're flying high and everything works and it kind of feels like that's what England is going through right now. Yeah and I think the most exciting thing about it is the age of this squad because you know it's a pretty young squad. There's not many players nearing 30 or over 30. It's pretty like 25, 26, 27 years old. 
And then you look at the kind of kids coming through, the Lauren Jameses of the world, who will be, you know, with England for the next decade at least. Um, it's a very, very exciting time. There's so much opportunity and potential there for what they can achieve. And I think we, sounds weird having won the European Championships. We're really only just at the start of this this phase. Um, I don't know what you think. Yeah, I think so. I think when you factor in that Serena Vigwin only had, you know, 10, 11 months before the Euros um, to make her mark. And again, she only has, you know, less than a year before a World Cup. You kind of forget that, I mean, all the teams are kind of going on this journey, really. This this kind of unusual, really short-term um, shifting through through players and especially with England having some players uh, retire having some players who are going to be injured for the World Cup most likely you know it doesn't give a manager a lot of time so it's been really interesting to see her work that out but we we have to talk about some of the players who stood out you know last night we had six gold Leah Williamson scoring two which is great unexpected I think she was gunned for Millie Bright's goal <laughs> we had Chloe Kelly with two and we had Lucy Bronze with a goal and there was an own goal as well so two defenders getting goals, which is pretty impressive. But Chloe Kelly has had a brilliant tournament. When you think back, she obviously scored that last-minute goal for England um, in the Euros to win the Euros. Her first Lionesses goal hadn't really played that much in the Euros. And here she is in the Arnold Clark Cup winning the Golden Boot. I think it's really telling because, you know, just before the Euros, well, she'd come back maybe three months before the Euros from that ACL. And she wasn't at her best. She was playing well. Don't get me wrong, but she she wasn't at her best, and I I do think after an ACL or an injury like that, it takes you a good six months to really get get back to your full flow. And I think what we're seeing with City and England now is that she is turning all of that quality that we knew she had, and her fitness at the moment is incredible, um, and turning it into productivity. So assists and goals, you know, she can cross the ball like anything. We know that. Um, and she's adding the goals, goals to boot as well. She's getting in the right positions to do that. Um, so I think a bit of more fitness under her belt, more games than she had maybe just before the Euros, um, has really, really helped her. And, you know, it's really exciting for her going into a World Cup because she's going to be in, well, she's currently in the form of her life, I think. So uh, apparently Lucy Bronze calls her the tap-in queen. Um, I have a picture of, of one of last night's goals and her celebrating and she's celebrating in the goal it's through the net because it was quite literally a tap in and I think one of her goals earlier on in the tournament was also it she makes sure the ball was in the net yeah she also knows where to be when those balls come in from those wide areas I think maybe the benefit of being a wide player yourself is that you know exactly where people want to put the ball so you, when she's not in that wide area and she's the one in the centre um, she knows what positions to take up to reach those tap ins she's very good at um, expecting the unexpected when the ball I think it popped out of Everard had saved it and it popped out and she, she tapped it in. So she's so, so sharp. Yeah, yeah, she is. And she's just alert and she's a nightmare for goalkeepers and defenders alike because she's so quick. And you you never know what she can do because, or what she's going to do because she'll either um, score a magnificent goal or she will just deliver a cross that is unbe- uh, undefendable. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, Lucy Bronze with the jokes there. I got a good photo of her. Um, absolutely covered in ticker tape. That ticker, that tape turned into a real problem for players. It seemed to be really heavy and dense and as soon as it fell, they all got entirely tangled. So definitely worth having a look at um, some of the photos of that one. Another player we obviously have to touch on because I just don't think we give her enough praise on this podcast, obviously I'm being sarcastic, is Lauren James, another winger and she was awarded player of the tournament. Do you think that was fair? 
I think so. I think she was the star of the first game. She had a brilliant first half last night. And um, in the second game against Italy, she came on and set up their goal. And she was kind of the game changer. I know Rachel Daly got the goal, but she was kind of the game changer that made that happen. So um, well-deserved, I think. We've all seen this tournament, really, what she can do in an England shirt. Um, I think she was probably taken off a little bit to save her legs because there's big FA Cup games this weekend. Um, but I think she's definitely not done herself any harm in terms of that World Cup squad place, which I think she's pretty much nailed down now. Yeah, I had a chat with another photographer last night um, about uh, Lauren James getting player of the tournament. And, and actually, not that he didn't think she deserved it, but... I think he was maybe a little bit surprised and I kind of thought to myself there weren't huge like standout stars who were kind of like unbelievable for 90 minutes over the three games but of all the players I think that did stand out it was Lauren James I found after every match we talked about what Lauren James had did and even in that Italy match now the last time we spoke to our listeners it was after the uh, England-South Korea game so England kind of beat Italy 2-1 and and looking at the results you might actually think that was the toughest game but we can get on to why that was but you know she came on in that second half England were 1-1 and you just knew as soon as she put her foot through that ball that cross into Daly that it was going to be a goal There was that ominous moment where I think the Italian left back was on her her bum as as Lauren James has done to so many players she's just left them on the turf and she just put her boot on the ball I was just waiting for a moment to strike and as soon as she did that, I was like, this is going to be a goal because that is, you can't give her that amount of space, that amount of time to cross in a ball. And especially when you have Rachel Daly on the end of it, it's just, yeah, you can't do that. So I think we could both agree then, uh, a well-deserved player of the tournament. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Looking at the Honor Clark Cup as a whole, um, obviously last year we had Canada, Germany and Spain. So when you look at maybe the caliber of, of that opposition versus this year, looking at the rankings, etc., Last year probably posed much more of a threat, um, I think it would be fair to say, ahead of the Euros. Um, and there have been questions over whether has this been a tough enough test for England. But it is important for them to be playing different types of opposition ahead of a major tournament. I think so. I think I think we always try to find some reason not to be pleased about England sometimes. Um, I think it's a natural English thing to do is to try and complain about something. Um Yes, it wasn't the biggest test compared to last year. You know, the calibre of, of opposition was very different. But if you look at what England are going to face in the group stage at the World Cup, it was pr- probably pretty s- similar. Um, got to play Korea Republic, that's, you know, Asian style of football. So China is kind of, you know, similar to that, you know, low blocks in Belgium and, and an adaptive versatility in an Italian team who can change up on a, their defensive strategy as they please in a game. So... It was a, it was good problems to try. It's uh, opposition you don't play that often. Um, I think we've got Brazil and Australia coming next, so that's big tests. Um, but I, I think the way I think the for me the key thing is she put out that strong starting eleven last night. She wanted to win that tournament, Serena Vigman. Um, you know the unbeaten run is now ridiculous. Twenty nine games, yeah, away, guys. Twenty nine games. games unbeaten. Um, a ridiculous amount of goals as well. I can't remember that stat. Um, but it's it's so important um, just to keep that momentum going, and you can't play your US's every every game. You just you have to spread it around a bit, and I think they did provide their own tests in their own different ways. Yeah, and I think it was also an opportunity to see new players come in, and it's not something we've seen a lot of because I don't think Vigman was really afforded that opportunity before the Euros. She had to find her best eleven effectively, and and obviously the finishers off the bench. She worked out that strategy, but. She had to find that team pretty quickly, whereas now she doesn't really have a choice. She has to start bringing in fresh blood and giving them a chance to play. So actually those teams maybe allowed Wiegmann to, to make more changes. 18 changes, as we said, um, across the three games. And, and that Italy game, we saw nine. Nine changes in the Italy game. And I think that was telling because she's not a, a manager to you know switch her squad around. But she knows that this is probably the last international window where she can play with them, like the setup. Um, the next one in April, they'll want to win the finalism, and that's going to be a statement at Wembley. Um, and they'll want to beat the hosts, and they'll have to be more structured in, in terms of what they want going forward. Is where the plans really start. So really, it's it's narrowing down that World yeah. Cup team, and the closer we get, the closer we get to the actual team. So this was probably almost the furthest away from the, the team that we will get. As it could possibly be, yes, yeah. because two windows left. Yeah, well, now one, one one window left. Yeah, because the friendlies before the World Cup in June are obviously going to be with the squad. Um, and just found those stats for you just to kind of blow your tiny minds. 137 goals scored and conceded nine in 29 games. So that's a pretty incredible uh, stat. She was asked about that last night in the press conference 
And she kind of said, you know, we don't talk about the stat. We don't talk about the unbeaten record. We don't go out to extend the unbeaten record. That's not why we do it. We go out to win. She said, if it's 100 games, if it's 20 games, we want to win every game. She was like, you guys will always keep me up to date on what the stats are. So we always know. But I can understand that. It's not like they're going out there to say, we've got to keep this unbeaten run going. We've got to get to game 30. They're just like, we just want to win everything. Let's keep winning. Um, which, of course, is what a manager is going to say. But it is pretty incredible. Um, and someone did ask, you know, are you kind of prepared or do you have plans in place for for if and when that loss does come? <laughs> so what a question, but a fair question as well. You know, it's you don't want to think about it, but it's also something when you get that kind of winning mentality, you look at some of these players that have been in the squad for a year and they've won three trophies. Yeah, and they look so happy in an England shirt. Um, Lucy Bronze within the mix zone last night. And she was kind of touching on the point that, um, you know, on the first Arnold Clark Cup, uh, Serena Veekman had only been in place for six months or something. And so they were all still learning how to operate with her and, and um, how she worked and how she wanted to play and kind of adjusting and adapting to the new coach. Whereas this time they were so comfortable with her. They know what she wants. They know what she expects. They understand what she wants to do on a football pitch. And I think it really came across how comfortable these players are. Obviously, winning for winning helps. Obviously, yeah. it breeds confidence. But um, it is just. I think there have been scores before. There have been very stressful environments at times, um, and it just doesn't feel like it. Not to put you under any more stress. Speaking of stressful environments, but I think we have a similar opinion on this. England's number nine. We saw Rachel Daly take that, that shirt a couple of times in this um, Arnold Clark Cup which is great because on one side we had Serena Wiegman say Rachel Daly is a defender she's a defender and on the other side we got Carla Ward saying Rachel Daly is a striker that's she's never a defender and then we saw Carla Ward put her in defence against Arsenal and we've seen Serena Wiegman throw her up top a couple of times so who is going to be England's first choice is it Alessia Russo who I have a lot of time for I think she needs a little bit more game time as the starter striker or as Rachel Daly maybe made a claim for that shirt. I think it's Alessia Russo still. I think she is England's number nine going into this tournament in the summer. I mean, obviously could change, but at the moment I think that's where Serena Wiegmann's head is at. Um, I think Rachel Daly will go to the tournament as a defender and she is such a useful option when you need a goal to stick her up front. You know, she can score. Um, but I think the lack of a left-back replacement oh, you've got Alex Greenwood obviously but other than that it's, it's pretty much Rachel Daly um, a couple of others can probably slot in but if you want a real adept experienced player she can play left back she can play right back um, so I think she'll go to, as a defender and and she'll be popped up front if England are in desperation which hopefully never happens and uh, we saw Alex Greenwood playing central defence as well um, in this in this tournament she captained the side against Italy which was really nice to see um, I think Alex has been having a brilliant couple of seasons and um, so we obviously did see quite a few new faces. One relatively new face is Lauren James, um, but it feels like she's been there forever. It feels like she's already kind of staked her claim in the starting 11. Leah Williamson called her a cheat code, which I loved. Um, and she is one of those players that you can just put on and just freak out another team because you just don't really know what she's going to do. It feels like she might be the poster girl for the World Cup. Um, I think we are starting to see exactly what LJ can do. Um, you only have to listen to her teammates talk about her um, after the game and just realise what a talent, I mean, you can see what a talent she is, but 
the fact that she has the respect of everyone in that lioness's side at such a young age. Um, everyone knows what potential she has and what she can achieve. And I, I had a feeling uh, when she picked up the player of the tournament um, medal uh, trophy yesterday, I was like, that's going to be replaced soon by Ballon d'Or. I mean, it's going, like, I, th I think there is nothing that girl can't achieve. Um, and if she stays fit and she stays hungry, then, you know, I don't see why not. She's the most obvious choice of the new players that's come in um, to, to kind of um, stake that claim for that Walcott squad. I thought Jess Park and Katie Robinson did really, really well against Italy. They showed what they can do, but I'm not quite sure they're right in the mix for going to Australia in the summer. There's something for, you know, the next cycle probably. Um, but they're on the fringes and they're doing well and they're making their names. So you know. And they push other players in that position and having that competition makes them be better. Um, I do think it's what's amazing about Lauren James is you have a Euros winning team with competence who've been unbeaten. And then you add Lauren James. Like, that just kind of seems a bit unfair uh, on other teams. Ian Wright uh, was hailing the fact that there are no weaknesses in this England side. Do you think that's a fair assessment? I think the one weakness I really see is the backup for Kira Walsh, if touch wood, that it doesn't happen. But if she got injured, what would we do? She seems to always stay fit, so that's good. And Leah did drop in, and so that's an option. But I do think that's one area of the pitch where England don't have a lot of, you know, support or backup um, to fix a, a problem if there is one. And I feel like England's defence were fairly well tested during the Euros, particularly in the latter stages. Do you feel like it's been tested enough in the run-up to the World Cup, or do you think the matches against your Brazils and your Australias will be a good opportunity for the back line to be tested well I mean you look at the calibre of strikers in Brazil and Australia and that will test you um, that's perfect preparation I think um, but I it's one of the best defences in the world at the moment I think England um, you know conceding just nine in, in 29 games that's kind of a ridiculous stat and that's been against some pretty good opposition um, so they've been tested um, they'll have more tests to come but I think they're a really solid defensive unit. Um, it's, it's a really good foundation for them to build off. I think what you said earlier about kind of sometimes not letting yourself be happy or enjoying uh, a team or how they're performing. I also think when we don't see things, we then think it could be a problem. So when we don't see the back line be tested for four, five, six games, we think that could be a problem. Um, and maybe that's not the right way to be looking. But what's the reason why they're not being tested? Exactly. Um, well, calibre of opposition. Calibre of opposition, but you have to manage a game. And then, you know, the likes of in Italy and in Belgium, they can score goals if you're not quite on it. Or they did. Or asleep. Or, yeah. But, um, you know, you will always get put under pressure, even if you're dominating a game. There will be moments where you have to defend well to, to keep it out. Um, and I think they did that. And I think if you're looking at England's back line, Leah's, Leah Williamson's in good form. Millie Bright's played ev almost every game for Chelsea this season. I don't know how she does it, but I don't know how she does. It. I mean, she is very, very underrated. I think in the, in terms of what she does for both her club and her country side, like she's so solid. Lucy Bronze, yes, this last tournament has looked back to the Lucy Bronze that we knew maybe a couple of years ago. Um, I don't think she had quite hit that level in the summer, but she looks to be loving life out there on the pitch and um, defending well and attacking well and. 
She obviously likes playing with Lauren James. Oh, you can see that. Um, it really suits her. So I, I think they're, they're in a good place form-wise. Um, and there's not too much to be concerned about. And then Alex Greenwood as well, you've just said, you know, you, you, you're full of praise for Alex Greenwood because she's in the form of her, her life this last two seasons. So there you have it, guys. You don't need to worry about England. Um, Sophie has said it. I'm going to win the World Cup. So moving on, this seems like a good segue. You've just said you think England are going to win the World Cup. Let's look at some of the other teams that we think could be in with a shout at doing that as well. Because at the same time, during this international break, we, of course, had the She Believes Cup. And beyond, there are other tournaments um, around the world. Um, and we miss the She Believes Cup, don't we? We do miss that that tournament and the travelling and the fun of being away at a tournament. Um, no disrespect to the Arnold Clark Cup, of course, um, but we do miss it. Um, the USA, you know, retained the She Believes Cup, of course. A 2-1 win over Brazil last night. They had Brazil, Japan and Canada in that tournament and they also beat Canada and Japan on their way to lifting the trophy. Now, the last couple of years, the USA have been in a bit of a transition. We're seeing some of the old guard um, retire. We're seeing some new players coming in. And I feel like they picked a, a really perfect time to do that after the World Cup. They won the 2019 World Cup. And then that was when things started to transition a little bit. And we maybe, those of us who maybe don't watch the USA all the time, um, thought that they were having a little bit of an up and down time. But of course, that is because they're bringing in some new fresh faces. Um, yeah, they they bring in some youngsters and Trinity Rodman to come in and Naomi Gurman. Shall we shall we tell our listeners what Megan yeah. you know said about about her because she, you know, it is lovely to see when senior players just are such fans of some of the youngsters. We're kind of seeing that now with them um, with uh, Lauren James. But she she told Fox Sports that there's very few players in my whole tenure that have stepped in. It's like, oh yeah, that's a first person team sheet type of player every single time. So this is about Naomi Gurma. She's a leader on the field. She's calm, extremely smart. I don't think her physicality gets talked about enough. She's just fucking good. She's going to be the future of the team for a long time. Imagine having Megan Rapinoe say that about you. So there's definitely some exciting talent coming through. Yeah, I don't, I just, they did what, the thing about the USA is they always, they find a way to win at times. It's because they believe that they will win. You know how much we hated that chance when we were in America all those years. Um, anyway, uh, they do find ways to win, but I don't think they've necessarily been that convincing that she's she believes cup. Um, and but for Mallory Swanson, we got to talk about AKA Pew. You may remember her as Mallory Pew. Um, Mallory Swanson is tearing things up. Yeah, um, she scored six goals already in twenty twenty three, so she's two away from the most ever scored before March in history of the US women's team. Um, scored a goal against Brazil with, with the goal against Brazil she became the first player to score in all three matches in a single She Believes Cup tournament so some nice little stats there for Mallory Swanson and maybe along with the likes of your Trinity Rodmans just what the US need and Mallory's only 24 still it seems ridiculous because she's been around it does feel like she's been around for years you know when we used to go to the She Believes Cup she was playing because she made her debut for the US I think at 17 she was like the youngest player to make a debut for them since uh, Heather O'Reilly um, so she's been around a while, she's been in the setup a while, and she's finding her form this last few months, um, which is perfect timing for the for the World Cup. Um, USA always find a way to get things done. That's the thing, like, you can be worried about them or you can think they're not putting in great performances, but they have that mentality. They have just a different them. mentality, don't they? So, yeah. Yeah, in general, in sport in America, um, I'd love to tap into that more because there is just a different level of confidence in terms of 
what they what they can do and what they believe they can do. Yeah, exactly. And you put them up there amongst probably the favourites for the World Cup. Well, that was going to be my next question. Who who are we looking at? I mean, obviously, you've just said you think England are going to win the World Cup. Um, but we've got just the one international break in April left before the, the season kind of wraps up. Um, other than England, who who's looking, do you reckon, the most threatening? From listening to other managers talk, there's just such a confidence there. And when other managers talk about England, they talk about them being the best team in the world at the moment. And I don't think the stats lie. They are the best team in the world at the moment, just in terms of what they've achieved in the last 12 months. So while it sounds overconfident and maybe a bit, you know, boastful, I don't know what, what is actually based on, on kind of the stats. It Listen, I think if the USA had those stats and were doing what England were doing, people will be saying yeah. they're the best team in the world. So I think, as you say, it's just, uh, and it's the same with Ireland. We just we don't like to brag about ourselves. And when we do, we get told off for it. So um, other than England. Other than England, I think the USA, I think Australia will get a bounce from being in the house. Um, Don't say that. They're playing Ireland in the opening match, but they'll struggle in that one, right? The first match they'll struggle with, but then they'll have the bounce. But I I think being host always gives you, we've seen it in the last few tournaments, it does give you you a bit of a bounce. Um, You could probably never count out Germany and France from the the mix. They did pretty well last summer. They got to, Germany got to the final, obviously, but France got to semi-finals. They were playing well. and if they can keep players fit, then you, you never know what they can do in, in a tournament. I still have that thing with France where I'm not sure they have the mentality to go all the way. Um, but one day I will be proved wrong. They won their tournament um, uh, in this international window. They did, uh, pretty sure I saw, drew with Norway, yeah. um, which was a bit of a surprise. You know, Denmark beat Norway in the same international window. So some interesting results. I think when you look at, at that in terms of results from teams... Uh, over this window but then you have to factor in the calibre of opposition and all that kind of stuff can you really draw that much from this window? I think this is a really interesting window in terms of because we've had back-to-back tournaments coaches have had to use this window to figure things out very very quickly and you know give players a game that probably won't you won't see in the summer but just to try them out and see where they fit in or if they are interested by them or if they want to take them to Australia it's been such a narrow period of time or short period of time, they've had to, yeah, do it pretty quickly. And so we saw a lot of changes by a lot of teams. You know, the Italian team, she made eight changes yesterday, I think. She made nine, eight changes the game before. She didn't stick with the same setup at all. Um, so which really kind of shows that she's just trying, coaches are trying things. They, they need to figure something out quick. And I think when it comes to April window, that's when we can all have a better idea of where teams are going to be at. So this tournament isn't really necessarily about results, but about using it for, you know, getting the most out of your team, players. You've got to also manage resting players. You've got to bring in new players. So there's an awful lot more to it than just Yeah, results. and so if you look at someone like Canada, they've been, I think they will have been affected so much by oh, specifically behind the scenes. Um, they might not be by the summer but I think this last week's been really really tough say that they're playing Ireland as well but God no but you but you know what I mean I know like they um it's not a fair reflection is it really I, th- I think it Christine Sinclair came out after the loss to the USA in the first game and said this week has been so tough on us both physically and sort of mentally and you know they've been having to fight these fires and come up and lock horns with their federation which 
a week before a game, which isn't ideal. It's not ideal anyway, but it's definitely not ideal just before you're about to go and play the USA. Yeah, Beth Priesman, <laughs> the manager, said that they were all just so tired, which you can totally understand. Yeah. Um, so we've got, in April, the final international window, some pretty big games. We've got the finalissima at Wembley against Brazil, uh, and then a few days later, Australia in Brentford. Some good tests, looking forward to that one. I think so. I think um, Brazil will be fun because the way they play football is just fun. At Wembley as well. At Wembley. Um, they have had an okay Sheep Blues Cup, I think. They've got some absolutely class players. I mean, the Brazilians. And Marta's still knocking around as well. Uh, Dabina. Um, yeah, it's, it's going to be it's going to be a good game, I think, in a real test of a different style of football, South American. Was I did an interview with the Papua New Guinea coach and I think he described South Americans as predictable predictably unpredictable in the terms he was talking about um panama and in because they were about to play panama um but I, I think that was quite a good way to sum up south, south america they are predictably unpredictable yeah and also thank you for that lovely lead-in a shout out to haiti they they've qualified for their first ever tournament after beating chile 2-1 and they are taking that final spot in england's group so you've got china denmark and haiti that's exciting right what a dream for them i mean you know an island nation kind of Getting their chance on the biggest stage, they have one of the youngest, uh, um, biggest young stars coming through in in Malchi Um She scored two, right? She scored two. She scored the brace that sent them through to the World Cup. Um, she is an absolute star. She's just signed for Lyon. She'll join them in the summer. Um, so, yeah, I think really, so just what it can do for a con- you know a country like Haiti. So. Um, put them on a world stage where probably football isn't what they're known for. Um, it's not their biggest sport, I don't think. So it's kind of, yeah, a really good development in the in the game. They did it in dramatic fashion as well. Their captain missed a penalty when it was 1-1 in the 89th minute. Can you imagine? Um, but bagged the winner in the 8th minute of added time. So I can only imagine what those celebrations were like. And there were quite a few teams. All those teams now have been decided in this window. There was that intercontinental tournament in New Zealand yeah so the final three spots were decided so um, Portugal scored a 94th minute penalty to send themselves through the World Cup talk talk about being cool to score that I know Carol Costa but you know it's quite fun for them because they got to the Euros in the in the summer but really last minute because of Russia were kicked out Um, so they had a wild Euros yeah they but they kind of came into the Euros as kind of like we only got put in maybe a couple of months ago, so we've not had the preparation. We're just going to do what we can do. We score loads of goals. Now they've got exciting. a proper plan in place to go to a major tournament, so it'll be quite interesting to see how they can develop. And they've got some really exciting players like Jessica Silva. We've all talked about her and how she could possibly come over to the WSL at some point. Um, and then Pan- Panama t- this morning um, beat Paraguay 1-0 to put their place, and they will open up against the Netherlands. So some really exciting games for these um, no, sorry, they'll open up against Brazil, but um, some really exciting games for these sides. Plenty of nice stories for us to unpick in the lead up to the World Cup, so I'm looking forward to that one. But we need to get our heads back into domestic football now, um, which is always a tricky thing to do. I, uh, where, uh, where are you this weekend? Because we're at different places, aren't we? Uh, we are. I am at Chelsea Arsenal in the FA Cup. Um, God, those they're always playing each other. Derby, and you'll be doing the Continental Cup then next week between them. So Would we're, I? We're splitting it. We're swapping. Oh we're swapping, so we don't both do it the same thing. Uh I'm at West Ham this weekend as well. So plenty of uh, exciting FA Cup fixtures this weekend. So make sure you check them out. Thank you so much for joining us today on Upfront. Myself and Chloe will be back next Tuesday. We are going to be talking to Glasgow City Chief Executive and former Captain 
Laura Montgomery ahead of a huge couple of weeks in the Scottish game. But if you have any questions for the show in the meantime, remember you can tweet us at Football Ramble at Morgie underscore 89 and me at Girls on the Ball. We will see you next week. Upfront is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.